from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio, this is the Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer and Ron Miller. Miller. I suppose I have to unmute us. Sorry. Live no. from the virtual. Oh, uh, that was strange. Race. Yeah, sorry. I forgot I muted everybody. Uh, <laughs> coming at you live from the uh, virtual Ron Miller Race Car Studio. It's the Hammer Down Racing Report for Thursday, July 2nd. It's hard to believe it's July already. Show number 137. I'm, I'm getting to it. I was going to wait till we did the sponsors, but there you go. Um, so, you know, you, you totally ruined my uh, thought process here. Your intro, uh, yeah. Coming at you live on Facebook. Uh, you can also check us out on uh, YouTube, Twitter. Uh, where else are we? iHeartRadio, Spotify, all any uh, of your favorite podcasting platforms. Especially iHeartRadio. Especially iHeart. We yes, that that would be the one to choose. Uh, we got some new sponsors to talk about this week. If uh, you want to be a sponsor, we're almost getting too many at this point. But if you're interested, uh, contact me. Uh, Thirty bucks will get you a month's worth of uh, sponsorship. Tonight on the show, it's been a very busy, busy, uh, don't take much. I see, I get distracted. It's like squirrel. I look at the comments. Um, <laughs> busy week, lots going on this past week, and uh, lots going on on the show tonight. Uh, we're going to start off with Super Modified Racer of the uh, Midwest Super Modified Series. They got a big event coming up in Sandusky this weekend. Talk to Mike McVetta. And then a little bit later on tonight, we'll welcome back 410 racer Cap Henry, who is uh, fresh off his uh, AFCS win last weekend at Attica and getting ready to start off the uh, sprint speed week. So uh, lots to talk about, lots to get to. Before we uh, bring on uh, Mike here, I want to uh, pay some bills, talk about Ron Miller Race Cars, Lamberville, Michigan. 734-856-7223, that's 856-RACE. You've been busy this week, haven't you? Oh, it's been crazy, Scott. You I know. kept you busy too. Yeah, you challenged me, that's all. It's, it's not often I can build a fuel cell cage and install a fuel cell in a car that's not here. Well, I could have brought the car over if you wanted it. No, nah, I don't work outside, and there was no room at the end. Oh. And it worked, too, so you did a good job. Uh, thanks to Dean Henry, Big D's Pizza over in Clyde, Ohio. Give uh, them a call, 419-547-1444. Mention the Hammer Down Racing Report and save 10% off any order. Uh, also, thanks to Oakshade Raceway, sponsor of the show, just north of Wauseon. We're the fastest meet to race every Saturday night. We've got a full show coming up this weekend uh, with uh, Late Models, Sportsman, Bombers, Compacts, Gates Open of Four Racing at 7. Kester Mowing, give them a call for all your lawn and landscaping needs. Uh, it's going to be hot and dry, so you, your lawn may need some help. And Steve's the guy who can tell you what to do. Probably put water on it. It's going to be the biggest thing. But uh, if you want an expert, weed control, insect control, whatever you need, give Steve a call, 419-466-3801. Tell him Hammer Down Racing Report sent you. Uh, also, uh, Mill Street Speedway, if you listened to the show last week, we had Scott Warner on telling you they're going to be opening up in August. Make sure to follow them on Twitter or Facebook or stop by millstreamspeedway.net for uh, more information on that when they announce the uh, the dates that they're going to be racing. And finally, we welcome a new sponsor tonight, Freeze Frame Photos. For all your racetrack photos, whether on the track or in victory lane, they have 23 years of uh, memories at Oakshade, Toledo, and other uh, racetracks around the area. 
They meet all your photo needs at the track. They also do photo shoots by appointment. Give uh, Freeze Frame photos a uh, call. Actually, give uh, Charlie a call at Freeze Frame. 419-486-9978 is information right there, right there in the scroll. It's going by. You can email oh, it's it. It's going. Right oh. so, there you go. Uh, and that's, uh, I think, all the bills for this weekend. We lost Mike for a minute, but I saw him pop back in. So we're going to bring uh, Mike McVetta in. Again, a big weekend this weekend at Sandusky Speedway. Just the second event, actually, for these guys. Uh, welcome to the show, Mike McVetta. Hey, Scott. How are you? Pretty good. Uh, we appreciate you you taking the time to come on. I guess uh, Sandusky Speedway actually has a, a big double header weekend. So is Fremont, as a matter of fact. And we'll be talking about both of those later. They got the Renegade deal tomorrow night. And then Saturday night at Sandusky Speedway is going to be the uh, Midwest Super Modified Series, of which you're a driver in. And you won the last race, which was the first race of the season. Uh, uh, and I wrote that down. It was Lucas Oil Raceway. Over in Indiana, that's where that was, right? Yeah, correct. So uh, I guess you're supposed to have more races than that, but that's the only race uh, that you've been in so far this year. You were telling uh, me before the show that that's, that was the only super modified race in the country? Yeah, as, as far as uh, big black super modified, that, that's it. Uh, you know, all the California stuff uh, hasn't gotten going yet. Oswego uh, Speedway runs non-wing supers uh, almost weekly, and you know, they're, they're hoping to start August 1st. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mike, a lot of our listeners may not know what a big block super modified is. Um, you know, they're, they're used to the UMP type modifieds that race around here. Why don't you fill us in a little bit uh, about what your car is and the, the kind of speeds that you guys will attain at Sandusky? Uh, yeah, just think uh, the, the wildest race car you can think of. Uh, you know, we run a Big block Chevy, methanol fuel injected. Uh, it, it hangs outside of the frame on the left front. You know, the cars are radically offset. You know, almost 70% of the weight's on the left side. Uh, we got huge wings um, up on top. Uh, they're actually connected to uh, pneumatic cylinders. So when we go down the straightaway, they flatten out to reduce drag. Uh, when we get to the corners, they pop back up and give us that downforce. Um, you know, big old Hoosier slicks all the way around. Um, they're just, um, they're the ultimate machine. Um, you know, I'm an engineer by trade, so uh, they really intrigue my mind. Now, you had, you overcame some adversity, I guess, last, not, was it two weekends ago at yeah, uh, Lucas Oil ago. when you won that? You had some uh, issues during the heat. What, uh, and I guess you had to start at the back of the feature, too. What happened? Yeah, we got uh, just a little jingle. Um, you know, IRP is so big and fast. Um, I guess I, I heard the caution quicker than the guy behind me. Uh, so I woke up and he didn't. Uh, so we ended up with a, a couple Benny arms and a couple and a bent spindle, um, which we were able to repair most of it at the track. So what uh, what weren't you able to repair? And, and you still won the feature anyways. Uh, the upper A-arm was still bent. Okay. Did it help you? No. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't. Yeah. You you have, you've since fixed it though, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I didn't know. I mean, some racers are are kind of superstitious. If if they want to race, they don't want to change anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, certainly it goes through your mind. Wow, the car was so good. Um, why don't we just leave it? But we did put a new one on. I couldn't go there. <laughs> 
Now you've run uh, 305 and 410 sprints uh, in the past. Yeah, so I started out in quarter midgets uh, and ran those. Started when I was nine. Uh, ran those till I was sixteen. Uh, we got into the pavement 305 deal. Um, started weekly at Sandusky, uh, and then they had uh, I don't know two or three different traveling series that we ran um, off and on throughout the years. Uh, in 2011, we got into the supers. Uh, I started driving for Dave Coyen, uh, Dave and Michelle. And the next year we bought our own car and um, the year after that we built our first car. So I say you build your own cars now. Is that, uh, is that a chance? You do everything? We do. Uh, we get a pile of tubing in. Um, we do all the bending, all the welding, all the design work. Ron knows about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Have you ever built a super modified, Ron? No, no. There, there was an ill-fated attempt at driving one once, but... Uh... <laughs> what what is it like uh driving a supermod i mean uh i've been to some supermod shows and, and it looks like they're slot cars on them. it looks like they're just glued to the track yeah so it's uh quite a bit different from the sprint car you know everything the, the whole car moves around a lot on a sprint car you know they're not sprung as stiff uh whereas the super is you know it's it's almost go-kart feeling there's not a lot of suspension movement um high downforce so a lot of grip and uh, you just you don't slide. Uh, sliding's really bad in a super. <laughs> now, have you have you run a wing sprint at all, Mike? Yes. Yeah, I had uh, I don't know how many 10, 12 years in a, a wing three hundred five. Uh, we we took our three hundred five car and put a four ten en engine in it for a show as well. So you can properly compare one to the other. Yeah. Now, have you ever run dirt or all just pavement all the time? No, never had the opportunity. Would you like to? Yeah, I'd give it a shot. Okay. like the open mind thing. I know Ron is big, but he's uh, courted quite a few pavement guys, uh, brought them over to, to the dirt. So, I don't hey know. Hey, now, I've got a few laps around Sandusky myself, so don't start. So do I. So do I in a dirt car. Uh, now, Mike, you have a, a two-car team? Correct. Uh, yeah, I drive the 22, and Danny Shirey drives the 72. Okay, and he's the defending champion. Correct. So uh, how how is how is that? Uh, you know, you're the team owner and everything, and he beat you for the championship, right? That's correct. Uh, we have one team order. We both go out to win. Have you guys ever wrecked each other? No. Okay. That's one of the team rules. Don't <laughs> run into yeah. the boss. Yeah. Um, so so Danny's. Uh, Danny's a great guy. Uh, he's here working on the cars with me, um, you know, every week. So if, if we crash, we're both stuck working with each other, fixing them together. So um, we try not to do that. Gotcha. Now you run the, this uh, Midwest Super Modified Series. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so that was formed um, two years ago. We've got two seasons under our belt. Uh, it's an owner's organization. So all decisions are made through the owner's. Um, it kind of picked up where the Midwest Super Modified Association left off. Um, so it's it's starting to grow. Um, things got pretty bleak there for a while. Um, you know, that's, that's the biggest challenge with Super Modifieds. It's not like a sprint car or a modified where you just, you know, pick up the Speedway catalog, order the part, and it's there in two days. Um, you got to make it all, or you got to pay somebody to make them, and that's not necessarily cost effective. Um, so... Things appear to be on the upswing. Uh, we're getting, 
you know, races are cool places. You know, Lucas Oil Raceway in Indianapolis, that, that's a big deal. We're there twice this year. So, What are, what are some of the other tracks other than Sandusky that's uh, on the schedule? Uh, we're headed to Lorraine Raceway Park uh, July 18th and August 15th. And we're hoping to make a trek to Oswego, New York um, to run the non-wing stuff in August. Um, you know, being New York, they're, you know, it's touch and go if they're going to be able to open or not. <laughs> Um, what do you have to change on your cars to go from wing to non-wing? So, I bet you they take the wing off. Yeah, yeah. Step one. Cute, <laughs> <one>. Scott. Um, <laughs> Oswego runs. It's it's almost like an indie car wing. It, it mounts to the back bumper. Uh, a whole lot smaller okay. than the wing we run here in the Midwest, uh, and the group up east uh, is pretty much the same configuration as what we have in the Midwest. Um, so that's. That's the big difference, is okay. that wing visually. Um, I'm sure we're going to have to make a whole slew of suspension changes, too, with the, the removal of most of the downforce. So uh, specifically for this weekend at uh, Sandusky, uh, what, do, what do you do to prepare for that track? Uh, you know, Sandusky is a tough joint. Uh, you know, I, I kind of cut my teeth there uh, after quarter midgets in the sprint car, and it's it's a really tough place to get a hold of, um, but it you know it's 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 different than like an IRP where you know you're almost three quarters of a mile and it's huge it's fast, you know you put the newest stuff you can find on it because you're worried about it breaking, so we're not not to that extent but um, you know it's also quite a bit different in the fact that you know you don't necessarily need a lot of downforce in Indiana, but you do at Sandusky because the corners are so tight. Mm -hmm. So what, any special preparations uh, with the, the forecast uh, being so warm this weekend? <laughs> Pack a lot of water. <laughs> okay, nothing uh, different then with the car. I'm, I'm assuming uh, on asphalt, you know, the, the hot temperatures is going to make a, a difference as far as the handling and how the track is, right? Yeah, the, the track will probably be greasy, so, you know, we probably won't be as quick as we could be if it was, you know, say a spring or fall race where it's cooler, um, but... The, the, the setup doesn't necessarily change. You just don't have quite as much grip as you had if it were the fall or the spring. What? Go ahead, Ron. I was just so, – so you will be at Sandusky twice this year? Yes. So we'll be there this Saturday, and then the 24th and the 25th of July, we're there for the High Miler Nationals. Cool. Yeah, I believe there was uh, another uh, MSS uh, event that was – canceled earlier this year because of the uh the restrictions due to covid right memorial day weekend we were supposed to be That's, there so yeah it's got to be uh it, i mean it's a pain for everybody trying to navigate around that you know, different rules of different tracks and, and everything yeah and it, it varies you know quite a bit state to state you know indiana i think is a couple weeks ahead of ohio as far as you know kind of coming out of the pandemic um, so things were a little more open out there than they are in Ohio. Um, but, you know, you go the other way to New York and, you know, they they can they can practice, but they can't have anybody in the grandstands. Um, and that's it. And, and I think they're limited to four or five people per car. So, you know, it's kind of both ends of the spectrum. I think that's the way it's some uh, some of the areas up in Michigan, too. Yeah. Uh, do you have a, a favorite track uh, that you've you've run on? Um, is there one you just like going back to? You're like, man, this track is awesome. I, you know, I love IRP. 
uh, just because we run so well there. But, you know, I'd say Lorraine. Um, it, it's just a tight little bull ring that, you know, you just got to drive the wheels off the thing to get anywhere. Um, I, I just love that little joint. Uh, same with Midvale, you know, another really small track right. modified where, you know, it doesn't matter what kind of motor you got because you don't need it. Um, you just got to drive it and uh, it's just tough joint. <laughs> any, uh, any plans beyond super mods? Uh, is there, you know, other career aspirations as far as the, the racing career or are you, you comfortable and, and want to stick with the super mod for the foreseeable future? Uh, you know, I'm happy with the supers. You know, like I said, I'm an engineer, so this really plays right into to me as a person. Um, you know, I it's it's not uncommon that uh, you know we come home from the track and you know I cut the car up to change something because I got this idea that that may or may not work. How often how often do you do that and it does work? Um, <laughs> lately we've been pretty good. Uh, when we built our first car, it was not good. Uh, I think that that first year on our first, you know, ground up car, we ran something like 15 times and finished three of them. Um, we've gotten a lot better at that. Um, the last two years, I finished every lap of every race with the Midwest Supers, and uh, Danny also finished every lap of every race last year. So uh, we, we've got the reliability deal figured out. Now, do you share any of this uh, this stuff, uh, things that you come up with that, with anybody else? outside of your, your race team? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm always open to help people. Uh, we've got, we've got some guys coming down from us. We go New York that generally run that, that smaller wing package. Uh, so I was helping one of those guys out today, try to get, you know, a baseline setup because it, 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 you know, it, we want to race against people that are, you know, fast and tough, but it's more fun for us. Okay. Do you know, uh, Chris buys over at Sadusky Speedway? Oh yeah, I know okay. Chris very well. He was uh, race director and the three hundred fives off and on. All right. So, uh, have you ever been on his bad side? I'm sure <laughs> I have. I, th I think everybody has. Uh, Chris, great guy. I, I really, really respect Chris. All right. Well, uh, good luck at, at Sandusky this weekend. And uh, one one thing that usually happens, but I don't think it happened last week for our guests. But uh, usually, after somebody comes on the show, they go on to win. And we try to have people that have one so that that kind of keeps our record going. <laughs> so I, I, I hope you're right. Uh, we've, we've got a rule with uh, Midwest Supers. Um, if you won the previous event, you start at the back of the inversion the next week. So uh, we're going to have to dig for it this week. Uh, we got a tough field to race with. Now you have a pill draw for the inversion? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be 8, 10, or 12 generally. Ooh. How hard is it to, to pass in the, the super mods at, uh, at Sandusky? Um, you, you got to get your car set up for the outside. Really? Is that uh, where you pass in yeah. the corners then on the outside? Yeah. yeah. I would think you'd got to get them for, get them going into the corner on the inside. Yeah, that's really tough. Um, you know, there's so many good cars with good equipment that you, you just can't out motor somebody down the straightaway. Nobody wants to give up the inside. No, no, you bet. Oh, I haven't mastered the outside back. So. Somebody's at Ron's door. That's what that means. That's his alarm. Well, good luck uh, this weekend. Again, the uh, Midwest Super Modified Series, uh, Saturday night at Sandusky Speedway. All right. Thank you. Appreciate you having me. Mike McVetta, thank you. Thanks for being here, Mike. Yep. Thanks.
All right. Mike McVetta again. We'll be racing uh, Sunday night at Sandusky Speedway. Coming up a little bit later on, we'll be talking to Cap Henry. The 410 uh, Sprint Racer won, actually, I believe his uh, second feature win this past uh, Friday night at Attica. Getting ready to start the Sprint Speed Week Friday it's night. That time of year already. Just yeah. Crazy summer, Scott. It seems like we just barely got started, and really, I guess we did. So we'll be talking to him in about uh, nine minutes or so. He should be uh, popping in here. Before we do that, let's uh, do a little bit of a racing roundup from uh, action this past weekend uh, around the area. Again, Cap Henry led all 30 laps to win the 410 Attica Fremont Championship Series feature over uh, Caleb Griffith and Craig Mintz. Paul Weaver won his second consecutive 305 feature. And uh, 2016 track champion Matt Irie won the uh, Attica Oakshade Late Model Series feature with Rusty Schlenk finishing second. I mentioned Rusty because Saturday night at Oakshade Raceway, he uh, was the winner, won his uh, third feature of the year. And I believe that probably puts him uh, atop the points in that Attica Oakshade Late Model Series point fund. Uh, again, thanks to sponsorship. I, I don't know. They've only run twice, right? Uh-huh. So Matt Irie won. He won Friday night, but he did not race on Saturday. Oh, that's right. That's right. He didn't run. So, uh, so I'm yeah. guessing. I'm guessing Rusty's going to be on top of the points of that. And there's supposed to be two more weekends coming up of that. They're going to try and make up, I guess, that uh, first weekend. I forget when it was, but uh, we missed one weekend of that. So we'll see if that happens. And uh, thanks to the sponsors, Napa, Dwayne, uh, uh, Hancock. Was it Napa, Brian, Archbold, and Wasian? Also, Soldier Boy Productions and Dirt Nerds, Dirt Nerds Podcast. Yep. Uh, putting some sponsorship up for that deal. Uh, also, at Oakshade Raceway last weekend, Billy Brown became just the second different sportsman feature winner of the season. All the other ones were uh, won by Rusty Smith. He was on a streak of four consecutive wins going for five, but it didn't happen. Billy Brown came out on top. Colin Schultz won his second Bomber A-Main of the year. Corey Gum won his second consecutive compact feature. And Adam Lance won the Bomber B-Main after winning the A-Main the week before. At Fremont Speedway, Chad Kimenal took the lead with two laps to go to win Saturday's 410 Attica Fremont Championship Series main event. Uh, Griffith posted another second-place finish. Uh, Chase Durham scored his uh, first sprint feature win in the NH or the NHRA, the NRA 360 sprint feature. Matt Foose won the 305 feature. Corey McCoy finally earned his first feature win in a dirt truck uh, after uh, 14 second place finishes. I didn't realize he hadn't uh, gotten a feature win. No, just just a bridesmaid. Just a bride. Well, no longer. So he picked he up. Was pretty, you didn't happen to see a video of that feature, did you, Scott? No, I, I, obviously, I have a vested interest in that team. So, uh, that truck did look awfully familiar. I think I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, congratulations um, to Corey. Yeah, it, uh, he uh, he passed uh, perennial track champion Sean Bologna on the on the top side, and uh, I'm sure caught him by surprise. <laughs> it, it was very fun, very fun race to watch. I'll have to see if I can find that. Uh, Laney Najedli. 
I hopefully pronounce that correctly, was the beginner stock winner at Sandusky Speedway last weekend. Kevin Jaycox Jr. beat Zachary Miller and Kenny Sharp in the Modifieds. Kyle Ramsey was the Renegade feature winner, and Johnny Newman won in the Pure Stocks. Uh, coming up later on tonight, we'll go through all of uh, the racing going on this weekend, a couple double headers, uh, a lot of big events actually coming up this weekend. And we'll the 4th of July. Yeah, we'll also have the uh, weekend weather pit stop forecast with Ryan Weekman coming up for all those as well. Uh, World of Outlaws, NOS Energy Drink Sprint Series. Brad Sweet won last Thursday night's rescheduled. Uh, well, actually, it was scheduled for Thursday night, but they ran it Friday at Jackson Motorplex. Uh, Logan Schuchart won the regularly scheduled Friday night feature. So there's two features uh, last Friday. Schuchart fended off challenges uh, to win Saturdays. Jackson Nationals made event and earning $30,000 for that win. Next up for the World of Outlaw Sprints is the Independence Day Spectacular at Cedar Lake Speedway in Wisconsin. That is tonight through Saturday. Uh, in the World of Outlaw Late Model Series action, Max Blair won the opening night of the Firecracker 100 at Lernerville Speedway after contact with Brandon Shepard just before the finish. Shepard redeemed himself the following night, earning his 60th career World of Outlaw win. Kate Dillard won the uh, $30,000 Firecracker 100 main event on Saturday night. Next up for them, same deal as the uh, sprint cars, the World of Outlaws sprints and late models together for the Independence Day Spectacular at Cedar Lake Speedway in Wisconsin. Again, that's tonight through Saturday. So a lot of... That's going to be a big weekend, Scott. Yes. Yeah. You think so? Uh, Jimmy Owens had a pretty good weekend. He won his uh, 68th career Lucas Oil late model uh, race Friday night at 401 Motor Speedway. Owens then won his fourth straight Lucas Oil event Saturday night in the Easy Go 50 at Talladega Short Track. Those guys are going to be at Muskegon County Speedway tomorrow night at Portsmouth Raceway Park uh, Saturday for the Independence 50. So lots going on there. And uh, next up, we'll talk about the Ollie's Bargain Outlet All-Star Circuit of Champions action from last weekend. Before we get to that, uh, we're going to go to Cap Henry, who uh, is joining us now. So we'll bring All him right. in three, two. I don't know why I got to wait. There's a little countdown there before you pop in. There's Cap Henry. How's it going, sir? Great. How's it going, guys? Pretty Wonderful. Good. Thanks for joining us uh, tonight. And uh, before we start, congratulations uh, on your win at Attica, I believe that was your uh, second win of the season, right? Uh, that was our second win of the season at Attica. It was actually our third win for the year. We won one at Wayne County also. Very good. So you're atop the points at Attica. How are, how are you doing at uh, Wayne County? Uh, Wayne County, we're not really following points. Uh, we just happened to race there just because we weren't racing anywhere else. Um, but, yeah, we're leading the points at Attica, and I think we're second in the AFCS deal right now. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's what I was just going to say. How uh, how big was uh, Friday night's win for you? I mean, this is a, it's got to be a pretty big deal to start off uh, with success this early in the season, even though technically we're like halfway through, but we started so late. So, Yeah, I mean, um, we've raced seven times now and won three, so um, it's definitely good to knock out that many wins that quick. Um, you know, just hoping that, you know, we've got our stuff still rolling going in here in the speed week and, um, you know, see what we can do. I was going to say, can, uh, does that give you momentum then going into uh, Speed Week? Yeah, it definitely helps us a little bit of confidence that our program's pretty good right off the bat. And, um, you know, that we can just keep doing what we're doing and tweaking a little bit and try and get better here and there. Okay. Um, 
what do you do uh, to prepare to prepare for uh, for Speed Week? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing you've been pretty busy this week. Yeah, um, you know, just building spares. Um, Zach and I and Brett went through the car front to back. Um, it was actually a little bit extra hectic for us. We had to, um, you know, we bring out the dragon wagon des- design this week and switch out instead of the whiskey car. And um, so it's just building spares, getting stuff ready. But um, you know, busy but good. Well, that's I just brought up uh, the picture of uh, yep. th- that's what you call the dragon wagon. That is the dragon wagon. That is a pretty sweet, uh, sweet looking ride there. What's uh, what what's up with that? Is that just for uh, Speed Week then? No, that is um, that was you know our partners with um, New Holland Brewing, Beer Barrel Bourbon, and Dragon's Milk White. It's all um, it's all under the New Holland um, banner, and um, that was what they wanted to kind of push. Instead of doing just the bourbon, they wanted to kind of tag into the um, their beer, which is the Dragon's Milk White side of things. And um, so that was what they wanted to do, change up the design a little bit. You know, we've run the, the other design for two years, so just kind of freshen up the look and try something different. I like it. I approve. Not that you need my approval, but <laughs> pretty sweet. Yeah, so um, we're going to be running that um, the rest of the year now. Okay. Um. Fremont Speedway, you run really well there. Uh, looking forward to that one this weekend. Can you hear Ron? I don't know if you can hear Ron. Maybe you can't hear Ron. He said, uh, are you looking forward to uh, Fremont this uh, weekend, a doubleheader going on there? Yeah, I'm sorry. I hear him. Um, yeah, we're definitely looking forward to doing um, Fremont this weekend. And um, we're going to run Attica, Fremont, Fremont, and then Wayne County on Monday. Um, rain dates Tuesday. We are not going to run Muskegon or Brush Creek, and then we'll run Portsmouth, Sharon, Sharon. Um, then obviously back at Attica for the Doty. Um, but yeah, you know, we're excited. Um, it's the most amount of speed of the week we, that we've tried to tackle as a team yet. Um, so looking forward to it. Um, kind of picked and choose our races, especially um, with my work schedule. Um, so that's what we're going to do. So you're skipping the, those couple races then just because of your work schedule? Yeah, we're going to skip those two in the middle just because I can't. Um, I couldn't take off of work. Um, unfortunately, me and another manager both needed the same week off, and he put in for it first, so it is what it is. Well, and this wasn't the original schedule for, for Speed Week anyway, but... Uh, it... Correct. That was part <laughs> of it was I couldn't really put in for Speed Week because I didn't know when Speed Week was going to be. Yeah. When did they just announce this, what, a uh, couple weeks ago? I, I want to say it was like maybe two, three weeks ago at best. So not much time to prepare for this. Are, are you looking forward to, to Speed Week? Yeah. At least the races forward. you are? Yeah, always look forward to it. Um, you know, through the years and different cars I've driven, even my own cars, we always ran really good during Speed Week. Um, so just looking forward to seeing, you know, we've run well with the lane car. Um, last year we went and did Muskegon, which was kind of an off-the-wall one for us. We ran top five. So, um, you know, we've been pretty good as a team when we hit the road and travel a little bit. So I'm um, looking forward to doing a couple new tracks and um, just seeing what happens. Well, at least the weather forecast sounds uh, better for this year's speed week. Well, I guess, uh, relatively speaking, if you like hot and dry weather, uh, anything uh, you're doing different to prepare? Um, you know, the, just as a team, we're... Um, you know, just making sure that everybody's healthy. There's a lot of water packed away in the trailer, um, a lot of Gatorade, um, just that kind of stuff, just to make sure that everybody stays hydrated, nobody gets sick. 
Um, last thing we want while we're out on the road, somebody getting sick or getting dehydrated and needing to go to the hospital or anything like that. So, you know, everybody's trying to do their best to stay healthy. Okay. Now you have uh, merchandise for sale. How can uh, people get that? And what do you, what do you have? Um, we actually have t-shirts and multiple different Look at that. <laughs> multiple different colors. Um, normally you can buy them through laneracing.com or I'm sorry, laneracing.bigcartel.com. Um, the sales are suspended right now until the end of speed week, um, just so that they can update the on hands. Um, but you can also buy, we always have t-shirts at the track after the races. Um, I know at Fremont, the girls set up behind the main grandstands until later on. Um, so those are your options. Okay. Um, do you hear about uh, Millstream opening back up? Uh, what are your, what are your thoughts uh, on running there maybe later in the year? Um, I really like Millstream, so I'm glad to hear that it's going to reopen. Um, I really didn't hear a whole lot of details other than it's going to open. Um, you know, I hope whoever's running it, it works out and that it's we can get some more races on it than we have in the past few years. Um, it's a neat racetrack. Um, the community always seems to support it, so it's always so frustrating when it just doesn't ever seem like anything works out long-term there. Um, you know, so I, I hope something really works out. It's a neat racetrack. It's fun. Like I said, the community's great there um you know there's a lot of racing history there um so i i really hope it works well we had scott warner on that made the announcement last week on that uh, he plans to run two or three shows i believe later in august and then after that and the four tens are i believe going to be a, at least all three of those shows right okay so um, and Sunday nights, he's keeping it Sunday nights and it sounds like he's got his, his stuff together. So we're definitely looking forward to that too. And we'll have uh, announcing, I think, uh, he said later this month, he will have the exact date and, and everything, uh, all the details. So awesome. we'll keep you updated on that. Uh, what's, uh, what's, uh, your, your plan or goals, uh, I guess, uh, for the rest of the season, you, you going for the points at, uh, Attica, the AFCS points, uh, what are, what are you, Fremont points? Uh, what's going on with, with you? You know, we, we really didn't at the beginning of the year, we really didn't commit to anything just because um, with our expansion of working with um, new Holland spirits um, in the brewing that we were going to have to have some commitments to go run some stuff up in Michigan because that's where they're from. So there was some commitments there to um, support them and be there for races close to them. Um, then once the COVID and all that stuff kind of happened, um, we're not really sure what we're going to do. Um, you know, right now, it's tough to not want to run Attica just because we're leading the points. Um, but last year, that kind of got us into some trouble there towards the end of the year when we had to have – we were committed to New Holland and ran two cars at two different racetracks, and it, it didn't work out good for anybody involved. And um, so I, I don't know, to be realistic at this point. Um, we are signed up for the AFCS, but um, – you know, it's just going to be a kind of a, if it goes well, we might stick to it. If it doesn't, um, we probably won't stick to it. Um, so unfortunately I, I don't have an answer. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> have you run, uh, have you gotten to run in, in Michigan at all this, this year yet? We have not. Um, so we have only raced Attica, Wayne County and Fremont are the only three tracks we've raced at. Um, I think unfortunately the best of my understanding, I think uh, Michigan's actually a little bit worse off on trying to get racetracks open than we are. Um, Unless you go way up north. You've got to go Saginaw area. Way up there. Um, so the stuff that's close to New Holland isn't open. Um, so right now we don't know, you know, we have commitments to them, but 
uh, at this point in time, we don't know when we can even fulfill them. Um, so, no, the, the long answer to all that was what I said. <laughs> the short answer is no. Gotcha. What tracks uh, would you be running up there if, if, you were, if everything was open? Um, we would probably try and go run I-96, um, probably Hartford. Um, those are some okay. tracks close to them. Um, the track that we used to go do to help them out was um, we would go do the – when they would put dirt on Berlin, but they didn't do that last year. And I um, that was a sod deal, so I don't think they're going to do it this year either. Okay. Well, I think I, I saw something about uh, – that's Ron's uh, alarm system again going on. Uh, you can't hear that. I forgot. You can't. He, he can't hear you, Ron. There's a bunch of dogs barking. Um, no, I just totally. Lost. Oh, I ninety six. I thought I just saw they're they're not running this weekend, but they're they're working on it. I, like something is in the works okay. where, where they may be uh, opening okay. up soon. So, so hopefully you can get up there and run. But uh, yeah, that's all I got for you. I, I'm guessing you're pretty busy getting ready for uh, you know running. What four days straight is it? Yeah, because Tuesday is the first day off. Yep. Yeah, I mean we're busy, but we're we're caught up. Um, you know, actually, just before I, I'm sitting in the race trailer, before um, I talked to you guys, I was just kind of bodying the car up. So um, we're about as ready as we're gonna get. I should put it. And um, yeah, excited to do some racing. I'm excited to race with the All Stars for the first time this year, and excited to see how we measure up. All right, go get them. All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate yep. it. Make us proud, Cap. <laughs> Cap Henry. Good luck. Appreciate it. All right. Once again, uh, the Ohio Sprint Speed Week with the All-Star Circuit of Champions starts tomorrow night at uh, Attica Raceway Park, then moves to Fremont on Saturday and Sunday. They got a double header there. So we'll go through that. Uh, what else is uh, coming up here in a little bit? You okay there, Ron? I am. Okay. Uh, back to uh, our racing roundup, some of the other stuff. And uh, there's something you wanted to to uh, talk about, we'll get to that a little bit later. The rough, uh, rough track. Also, I wanted to talk about the choose option that NASCAR is implementing at the All Star Race at Bristol in a couple weeks uh, that you weren't aware of. That we'll talk about that here in a little bit because that could uh, be something to look into at some of the tracks around here. But uh, we left off at the All Stars Circuit Champion action from last weekend. Aaron Reitzel won Saturday night's race at Volunteer Speedway. And uh, Sunday's action was canceled due to uh, inclement weather. Uh, as we mentioned, next up for the All-Star Circuit of Champions is Attica tomorrow, Fremont Saturday and Sunday, Wayne County on Monday. They're off on Tuesday, Brush Creek on Wednesday, Muskegon County Speedway on uh, Thursday. And then uh, beyond that, we'll be back on. And we'll tell you when the rest are. So you got to tune in next week to the Hammerdown Race Report because there's absolutely no way other than listening to the show, you can tell where else the All-Star Circuit of Champions will be racing. That's right. Beyond a week out. We are the only source. That's right. Uh, Arkham Menard Series uh, was in action at Pocono, and Ty Gibbs made his first start on a super speedway. I didn't realize it was his first start. And uh, he ended up uh, winning on Friday night, convincingly. Next up for the Arca Series is the Calypso Lemonade. That actually sounds good. I want some lemonade. I'm just drinking water, but some lemonade sounds really good. Boring. I know. Uh, that's going to be at Lucas Oil Raceway in Indianapolis tomorrow night, as a matter of fact, at 8 o'clock. I'm not sure uh, if that's on FS1. It's probably on FS1. I could be wrong, though. Uh, NASCAR action. Brandon Jones won an exciting Gander RV and outdoors truck race on Sunday morning. There was a triple header Sunday. It's like you could just sit at home and start watching racing at nine o'clock in the morning to nine o'clock at night. 
uh, which was weird if you like NASCAR or NAPCAR, as you call it. You could have taken a pretty good nap. But uh, the truck race and the, the Xfinity race were, were pretty exciting. A couple of red yeah. flags. But Brandon Jones won the truck race. He did a last lap pass. Uh, Chase Briscoe overcame setbacks and earned his fourth Xfinity Series win on Sunday afternoon. And Kevin Harvick won Saturday's Cup race at Pocono. And then Denny Hamlin won Sunday evening's race. So, did you watch any of the truck racing. race, Scott? Yeah, I did. I watched uh, the entire thing. And okay. There's so much racing I watched that it all kind what, of blends together to me. What happened to our friend Matt Crafton? I saw he finished 40th, but I tuned in kind of late. I missed that. I don't know. Okay. Apparently, I didn't watch the whole thing. He oh. finished last. Something bad happened, I'm guessing. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Xfinity Series is in action at the Brickyard Road Course on Saturday, I do believe, at 3 o'clock. And that's going to be on NBC. Uh, this weekend's uh, NASCAR action will be on NBC instead of FS1. The Cup Big Machine Hand Sanitizer 400, powered by Big Machine Records. That's a mouthful. That's uh, the Brickyard, 4 o'clock on Sunday afternoon on NBC. Trucks are off this weekend. They'll be back the following weekend at Kentucky Speedway. Some other notes to uh, cover here. Buddy Kofoid earned his third Power Eye Lucas Oil National Midget League victory on Friday night at Charleston Speedway in Illinois. So congratulations to him, former guest on the show. NTT IndyCar Series will welcome fans for the very first time this year at Road America for the REV Group Grand Prix presented by American Medical Response Doubleheader. Fans will, be, fans will also be permitted for the 104th uh, running of the Indy 500 on August 23rd. Of course, that was rescheduled from Memorial Day because they couldn't have any fans. But now they will be allowed to have 50% uh, capacity. Dave Kemmer says Matt was at the wrong place, the wrong time on the first lap. I got yeah, I missed the very beginning, so that must have been what happened then. So Matt got taken out at the beginning of the truck race there. Uh, also, uh, the IndyCar series in action this weekend at the uh, road course. I think that race is on Saturday at Indianapolis. It's that first ever IndyCar NASCAR doubleheader deal. It's a lot on of racing. Road course. Yeah. So that'll be pretty cool. Eldora announced, and this is sad news because last week we were talking about this huge sprint speed week going into the Brad Doty and then to the Kings Royal. Ain't no Kings but Royal. Every The first two parts are still good. We still got sprint speed week. We still got the Brad Doty coming up. I believe that's, uh, is that the 14th? It's whatever that Tuesday is. Yeah. And actually I could probably tell you. Yeah, it'd be the 14th because the Kings Royal originally slated for the 15th through the 18th has been pushed back. 37th, yeah, 37th running of the uh, event has been pushed back to 2021. Uh, also some other bad sprint car news. The Knoxville nationals will also not happen this year. The 60th running has also been postponed to 2021. So that's sad. There's another thing that was postponed just before we came on here. I saw thanks to official Hammerdown Racing Report correspondent Matt Swander. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, did you hear about Chris Madden? Uh, left Bloomquist. He's departed uh, Scott Bloomquist Racing. He had originally signed a two-year deal last June. 
Chris says uh, he plans to spend more time with uh, family and has no immediate plans to get back behind the wheel. Scott Bloomquist Racing will move forward, focusing only on the zero car. So they're down to a one-car operation. And we were talking about this a little bit before the show. There was an incident at, where was this? Lawrence County Speedway in South Carolina, injuring four fans. And the car got up on the wall, crashed through the fence. Not, not a good thing. That thing doesn't look very good there. So, bad deal there. So, apparently, they needed a little bit better catch fence because it just cut right through that. And, and I'm not really sure why the car climbed the wall that way either, Scott. That uh, Kind of a weird deal. Yeah. But weird deals happen. That's why we always say stand back away from the fence. Have you uh, ever told fans that, Scott? Never. Never mentioned Every that. Every week. Never. Uh, and apparently, this is another thing that came out of this because uh, there's uh, news reports about this down there in, in South Carolina. And after they uh, talked about that incident, I guess four people were injured. Uh, none of them were life-threatening injuries, life -threatening. but uh, a couple of them were pretty serious and taken to the hospital. And I think somebody, was, at least one of them was life-flighted. I think two of them, but yeah. Two of them, okay. And uh, apparently, this came out as part of the uh, report, speedways in South Carolina are not yet permitted to allow fans at the track, according uh, to that news report on the incident from WYFF NBC4 down in South Carolina. So there's that. And I guess they said they reached out to the track about that and didn't get a response. Wow, imagine that. Yeah. Why did you have fans? Yeah. So the other deal that got canceled just uh, shortly before we came on tonight, the Prairie Dirt Classic at, uh, was it, Fairbury American Legion, Speedway right. Falls. That was uh, supposed to be a 50000 to win show weekend. They, also, they actually had the uh, rescheduled UMP Summer Nationals with a break for that event, you know, in the middle of the, mm -hmm. the rescheduled Summer Nationals. So, yeah, that's been postponed to 2021, too just like uh, the Knoxville Nationals and the Kings Royal. But, and here's the bright side of this, the World of Outlaws have announced a, World of Outlaw Late Models, announced a 25000 to win. It's half the amount, but still, it's 25000 It's a nice chunk of change. Uh, Two-day show at Kokomo, July 31st and August 1st. I guess they're going to announce the details of that on Tuesday. So, you got to take the good with the bad. And one final thing here, NASCAR announced format changes to the All-Star Race at Bristol coming up on July 15th. That includes a choose rule, which is the first I've heard of this, but apparently at uh, some of the short tracks that NASCAR runs, uh, some of their NASCAR-sanctioned tracks, short tracks, right. they do this choose rule uh, where drivers pick inside or outside for the restart at a designated spot on the track. So, you know, this year it's been a deal where I guess even the past few years where drivers are trying to jockey or hit the brakes coming out of the pits so they can determine if they're going to start on the outside inside or inside. Or outside. Sure. Um, and their spotters coordinate that. Yeah. It, there's got to be a lot of going on there. Well, this apparently from what I can gather, and this sounds like something maybe that uh, tracks around here could, could look into 
I don't know because uh, I know at least at Oakshade we the leader gets to choose inside or outside, and then and everybody that determines the rest of the field. Determines the rest of the field. In this deal, I guess at some point on the track, at some whenever, they say, "Okay, choose your inside or outside." So I'm guessing, and they're running single file at this point in time. So when they choose, I'm guessing like maybe say for instance, the top ten decide to start on the inside. The 11th place guy could pull up on the outside all the way up to the front or second row. You know, it's kind of oh. like, you see, you see how that works. They can choose where they are. You know, if I don't know, it could be messy though. I think too, if uh, people are not choosing right away, it, it'll be interesting to see. They're going to try this at the all-star race at Bristol, which makes sense there. Cause everybody wants to be in a certain lane there. Yeah, I'm but they, sure they've been now. playing with the traction compound there, so so it may yeah. not matter yeah, too much. Interesting, but, I don't know. Yeah, well, let's see how that works out. So, and you want to talk about rough tracks, huh? I do, and and really, Scott, I've, I've got to come to the defense of of all the area race tracks because uh, late last week we we took uh, two three inches of rain at most of the tracks. Now, I've, I've interviewed racers, and I won't, won't name any names, at uh, Oakshade, Attica, Fremont, uh, Butler, and Merritt. And uh, the only one, the only track that uh, wound up with a really good handle on it, I guess, was Attica, but uh, they wound up with a monster cushion there that, that if you hit it, could, could, could eat the car up. I believe that Attica, Attica put down uh, new clay this spring, right. too, I believe. So they got a whole new surface, too. All the other tracks had some issues. Fremont said that the guys that raced there said that the uh, the track smoothed out as the night went on. Um, we'll see how it plays out this week with all the brilliant sunshine and, and no rain at all. Um I think we're going to see totally different racing this week than, than what we had last week. Okay. And uh, I think the know, weather like said, will have something to do with that. Absolutely. Coming to the defense of the racetracks, it seems that the rain had a big effect on all the tracks. Well, rain should not be a problem this upcoming week. Again, uh, we have the Ryan Weekman weekend weather pit stop coming up in shortly. How about we do uh, how many? Your chance to win a Big D's pizza. Should we do that? Sure. Last week's Kathy's, how Kathy, Kathy's on her way to Clyde to pick up tonight's pizza anyway. Oh, is she? <laughs> nah, I lied. Uh, that's we haven't said who won that. Last week's uh, how many was how many three hundred fives were going to be at Fremont on Saturday for the Attica Fremont Championship Series event, and the number that I came up with was twenty three. And Kathy guessed 25 last week. So she's our virtual studio winner. If you'd like to play along online, you can put your guests in the Facebook Live comments. If you're listening to us on iHeartRadio or some other podcasting platform not live, come on back to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Hammerdown Racing Report. Find the uh, video. Type in your, uh, your guests in the comments. You have until, uh, well, probably tomorrow night at about 5 o'clock, Friday night at 5, because... Uh, well, I'm not going to tell you what this week's is because I got to congratulate our winner who won a Big D's Pizza last week for guessing the exact amount 
of 305s at Fremont on Saturday was Larry Kingsey Jr. Ooh. He, he guessed 23. So, uh, Larry, get with uh, with Dean and uh, get yourself a Big D's pizza. Maybe a bit of inside information there. I maybe <laughs> from young Mister Kingseed. He might he might have a good idea how many is going to be there. Um, this week, our how many is how many four tens are going to be at Attica tomorrow night for the Speed Week opener? Ooh, ooh! You're going first tonight too. Am I? Yeah. For some reason, I'm seeing in my head a 58. That's a big number. That is a big number. I'm going with it. I'm sticking with my 58. What do you got, Ron? Or 47. 47, okay. Mrs. Okay. Miller? 32. Ooh, 32. 32. She's very pessimistic. So uh, go ahead, put your guesses in uh, the Facebook comments. Closest uh, to it will win that Big D's pizza. John Young says 30. What was it? What are you thinking, John? Come on. There you go. My dad at least is supporting me. He's got 53 on there. So we'll see. We'll find out who the winner is uh, next week of that Big D's pizza. Did you? Uh, so what's Waynesfield supposed to be racing tonight, right? Is that happening? I haven't heard. I have not seen anything one way or another with the uh, the fast uh, 410 sprints, the USAC D2 Thunder Midgets, and the 360 versus 305 Challenge. Uh, I saw no updates on their Facebook. And I saw no updates on the fast Facebook or the fast page. So I, I don't know. I think they're racing. The Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series is supposed to be there too. So that's supposed to be nice. It's the 12th Annual Jack Hewitt Classic. Maybe uh, Dave could update us on that. I meant to check on that before we came on here. But uh, nonetheless, we have a forecast for it. Cody Thomas says no. I was wondering. Thank you, Cody. Appreciate that. Coming up tomorrow night, and this is happening, a couple of races. Uh, Sandusky doing an uh, unusual Friday night event. It's the Renegade Rumble featuring the Renegade Stocks paying 1200 to win. I Ooh. think this is a, a Chris Mize baby. And uh, beginner stocks, pure stocks will also be in action. Pit gate opens at 3.30, racing at 7.30. General admission is just $1, but, and it's a big but, if you're one of the first 725, you're going to get in free. You're going to save a buck. First 725, save a buck. Save a buck. Ooh. And you can, I think there's a dollar hot dogs and other dollar things going on. So you can use that buck uh, to buy a hot dog. But uh, that's tomorrow night at Sandusky Speedway. Racing will start at 7.30 p.m. They got uh, sponsors that are covering the admission fees for the first 725 people. Well, that's so, pretty cool. Pretty big deal, too. It's uh, 1200 to win for the uh, Renegades. Pretty big, big event there. So that's tomorrow night. Another big event. Attica Raceway Park, Ohio Sprint Speed Week kicks off uh, with the Bomb and Auto Group, Ohio Laborers, Ohio Cat Night, featuring the All-Star Circuit of Champions, 5000 to win. UMP late models will be in action for 2000 to win, 200 to start. Gates open at 3, racing at 745. General admission is $25 there. Saturday night. We got some more racing. Sandusky Speedway. There you go. Sandusky Speedway with that Midwest Super Modified Series event. You can see uh, Mike McFetta, who we had on earlier tonight. He'll be uh, trying to pick up his second 
consecutive win. Pure Stocks, Beginner Stocks, Renegades will also be in action. Pit Gates open at 3, racing at 7. General Mission Saturday night at Sandusky Speedway is $18. Oakshade Raceway in action on Saturday with the Sportsman, Late Models. I should have said Late Models first. I skipped them. Late Models, Sportsman, Bombers, Compact. Gates open at 4, I saw. So uh, update on that. We're going back to the... Four o'clock gate time, as opposed to three, as it has been the past month uh, or so. We did that. We did that last week. Did we? Four o'clock. Yes, sir. Actually, we got. Good there. thing it didn't show up early last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'd have been. Nobody tells me road. anything. Why would I have to know? I don't. I'm just a guy that does a website and announces. I don't. Really, oh, it was Scott. 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 Yeah, we got there a couple minutes after four, and the gates appeared to have been open for a while. So. All right. Well. Anyway, uh, General Mission, four four, it's a regular show at Oakshade, $14 General Mission. Uh, Fremont Speedway is in action. It's Bauman Auto Group Night, featuring, of course, the All-Stars, night number two of uh, the Ohio Sprint Speed Week. 5000 to win. Dirt Trucks also in action. Gates open at four, racing at seven. Uh, General Mission, 25 bucks on Saturday night. Also... 25 bucks on Sunday night at Fremont Speedway for night number three of Ohio Sprint Speed Week. Night number two of the doubleheader at Fremont. It's Vision Quest night. All-Star Sprints will be racing again for 5000 to win. 305 Sprints will be in action as well on Sunday. Gates open at four, racing at seven. So a couple doubleheaders for some local tracks with some big events. Pretty cool. So how about we check out uh, what the forecast is going to be like for those events. We'll bring in our official Hammerdown Racing Report meteorologist that we steal from Channel 11 every now and then, Ryan Weekman. We Good. allow him to go back there occasionally. Occasionally, yeah. But uh, here's a forecast. Uh, it's it's a warm one. It's a spoiler alert. Here is your WTOL 11 weekend weather pit stop forecast. I'm First Alert Meteorologist Ryan Weekman. We start off Thursday, and you're going to hear this word a lot to describe the weather over the 4th of July weekend. Hot. High temperatures should reach close to 90 degrees. Dry weather likely down at Waynesfield. Let's move on to Friday. We've got races at Sandusky and Attica. I should reach into the lower 90s, and at race time, temperatures will still likely be in the upper 80s with dry conditions likely. High pressure sits overhead for the 4th of July weekend, and that ensures hot, dry, sunny weather for both Saturday and Sunday. For those races Saturday at Sandusky, Oakshade, and Fremont, high temperatures should reach around 92 to 93 degrees, with race time temperatures back in the upper 80s. And for Sunday, 7 p.m. race time there at Fremont, again, very hot highs back in the lower 90s. For WTOL 11, I'm First Alert, meteorologist Ryan Weekman. Yep, there you go. And I found out why uh, why we didn't get the forecast uh, from him last week. He neglected yeah. to tell me that uh, he was off Wednesday through Friday last week. It was an unauthorized Hammerdown Racing Report vacation. So He needs to stay on top of that. Uh, I know. We're not going to let him go back to Channel 11 anymore if he keeps doing that. <laughs> I really hope he doesn't listen to this. So that's what happened last week. Uh, that's it for uh, this edition of the Hammerdown Racing Report. You got anything else, Ron? You good? We got I everybody. really don't. Stay hydrated this weekend, folks. Make sure you get out to at least one race this weekend. Support your local racetracks. There's plenty to support, even though some of them aren't right. Oh, the uh, I did meant to, mean to mention the 
uh, Flat Rock had an update, Flat Rock and Toledo Speedway, uh, which I saw the email and then I couldn't find it. Do you want to give a brief yeah, overview the, of that? Uh, I believe it was the July 17th. You can check your calendar, but I think it was the July 17th they had scheduled for opening. Uh, they just announced that that is not going to be happening. Yeah, they're further pushing things back. And uh, it's another, I, El, this is something else I found interesting. Toledo Speedway and Eldora, when they announced the cancellation of, or the postponement, I'm sorry, not cancellation, the postponement of the King's Royal, that uh, Ohio was not allowing spectators at racetracks. And yet we have spectators at racetracks. I don't know if we should be saying that. Should we keep this? Is this supposed to be on the down low? I don't. I don't know what's going on. I'm kind of confused, but I'm guessing it's uh, local health departments making those yeah, decisions. Absolutely. So there you go. I don't know, but yeah, basically Toledo and Flat Rock are still uh, pushing things back as of right now. No races are going to be scheduled. As soon as they get the green light, they will. Uh, give as much notice as possible and we'll let you know as soon as that happens. So, uh, thanks to Dave, uh, Kimmer and uh, Matt Swander, our associate producer, Dave Kimmer and official field correspondent, Matt Swander, give him some titles. Uh, thanks to cap Henry for joining us earlier tonight. Good luck to him during, uh, the sprint speed weeks or speed week. And also during the Brad Doty. If you uh, happen to run across Matt Swander before he climbs the flag stand Saturday night, check out his right arm. It's absolutely bulging from from waving those new flags, Scott. <laughs> yeah, those were uh, those were some impressive. Those are like bed sheets attached to a stick. That white flag. I mean, you could go to you could cover up and go to sleep in it. Yeah, yep, sir. He's got some huge flags. I don't check know. check check out Matt Swander's right arm. You'll be impressed. Uh, uh, moving on. Also, thanks to uh, Mike McFetta joining us earlier tonight. Uh, check him out in uh, Midwest Super Modified Series action Saturday night at Sandusky Speedway. Once again, thanks and to our sponsor. Cap, Henry. I mentioned Cap. Cap's in action at Attica, Fremont, Fremont, Wayne County. There's your four-day well, you weekend. thank him. You should. Okay. Thanks, well, thank, Cap. Thanks, Cap. And sweet looking, right? Did you saw that uh, picture I put? I up, right? did. That's killer. Yeah. Uh, thanks to Ryan Miller Race Cars, Big D's Pizza, Oakshade Raceway, Kester Mowing, Millstream Speedway, and Freeze Frame Photos. Brand new sponsor tonight. Make sure to uh, tell Charlie you heard uh, you heard about him on the Hammerdown Racing Report. Even you can lie to him, even if you, you didn't hear about him on the Hammerdown Race Report. Just tell him anyways. How would they know if they? weren't watching exactly exactly ha, ha that was tricking Busted. people yeah you got me we'll be back uh, next thursday night if we haven't melted from the heat seven o'clock join us on uh, facebook live make sure to follow us on facebook follow us on twitter at hammer report uh, i think i shared that uh the sprint the new design there on cap henry's car from lane racing so there's some things I do on Twitter that uh, doesn't show up on our Facebook page. So there's a reason to follow us there. Also follow us on YouTube. We get a few more subscribers there. Not too many, but a few. But it all adds up. And listen to us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, whatever, Google, iTunes. I don't care. As long as you listen to us, it's all good. 
So we'll see you all next week. Oh, I guess I got to play the uh, the show close, don't I? Here, we'll get that or going. or we'll see you at a local track this weekend. There you go. I hope so. I still got to put my car back together. The pieces. You've got it from where you're at now. I hope so. It's yeah. Bye. See you next week. See you, folks. You have been listening to the Hammer Down Racing Report from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio. Listen on demand on iHeartRadio. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato and this is Pit Pass F1, a brand new podcast that'll take you closer to the action of the world's most prestigious motorsport. From Monaco to Miami and Australia to Azerbaijan, Pit Pass F1 is on the ground and has you covered. Esteemed F1 journalists Julianne Serasoli and Chris Medland will take you inside the sport every round. They'll keep you up to date with the latest news breaking in Formula One and the most influential views shaping the world of Grand Prix racing. Every Friday, we'll be bringing you a track guide and race preview, and Chris and Drew will be in your feed every morning from Saturday through to Monday to keep you up to date on all the day's action on and off the track. So if you want to be in the know on the latest in Formula One, subscribe wherever you get your favourite podcasts and visit us at evergreenpodcasts.com. Pit Pass F1, a brand new show for Evergreen Podcasts.